welcome, guys, to Horrible Decisions. Um, before we get started with this week's episode, I do want to thank everybody who came up and turned out in motherfucking Texas. I want to take my dick to the old town road. You, you got a dick? I just got gifted a dick. Oh, you sure did. By our, uh, our, well, not you, but the other half of you. I am um, excited to start this week's episode. So many of our listeners have been wanting you to come on. Um, and before I, I want to give you the right motherfucking intro, I do want to say, y'all know this your girl Mandy V, a.k.a. Full Court Pumps, a.k.a. Dead Bitch, a.k.a. Pant the Stallion. And you want to go ahead and tell the people who you are? Hi, I'm Wheezy, and I am sitting across from Jet. Setting Jasmine. Put your mouth closer to it. Look, we know. Don't look, be. We know I, you got to be like, like girl, girl. bitch. So please. <laughs> you know, I've got to say, when I we did our show in Chicago, and mm-hmm. um, Glamazon Taomi came, and yes. she brought um, King Noir's dick. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> live on she stage. Did. So, live on stage. Yes, yeah, she, she did. did. So I'm, I was like, that's I'm my sitting friend. with it in my hand, you know. And I'm trying to talk. And I, at one point, I started holding it like a microphone. And when I held it like a microphone, I realized one hand was not enough. Mm-hmm. And we just said it with the last lady that we were recording with, like, you can't wife a big dick, right? Right. But <laughs> she said, right, I but guess you, you did. Can. <laughs> and like, how long have y'all been together? And at what point in time was your pussy like? Yeah, um, it fits now. Well, <laughs> right before before any of that, I saw a picture of it. Oh, and before I knew wherever the relationship was gonna go, the friendship, the business ship, whatever it was, I said I could probably deal with that every other night. <laughs> and he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Cool." So that we came to some terms of agreement early on. Oh, that y'all weren't gonna fuck every night. Yeah, and you can't wife a big dick. But you can a whole man. So, yeah. Say that. Yeah. You have to take a whole comprehensive man. So that way you don't have to focus on He is a great man. No, he is. Everyone loves when he comes on how he speaks. And he can turn you on. I'm sure you're talking. And just. Yeah, he can. I think another thing that's so great, too, is like. When you think of, I don't know if you guys call each other porn stars or what verbiage you use. But like, I, I consider King Noir a porn star. I do, too. And I guess when I think of a male porn star, especially like a dom like that. You just don't expect him to be so sweet. I know that's a very simple word for him. But when he said like, oh, as long as it doesn't hurt kids or women or animals, like, oh, right. cool. That's right. And it was just so simple. And and I've, I've repeated that so many times because I was like, wow, like, I don't find a way to like wrap it up. Like sometimes when it comes to sexual kinks mm-hmm. and fetishes. And I'm just so grateful that he's been on our show and that our listeners like loved him so much. And especially male listeners. Yes. Yeah. Because his energy, although dominant and mask, was just like, hey, I want to help you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's so crucial for a thing of business yeah. like you guys have. So I Thank wanted to you. ask you what, how did, how did you guys spend Valentine's Day? So we, excuse me, I am working through a cold right now. Um, We were on the West Coast. I just flew in yesterday, actually. We were out in San Francisco, and we had the kids with us. We travel with them. So we took them out to eat. Well, he took us out to eat. Um, Our oldest daughter picked the restaurant, the most expensive damn place in San Francisco. Oh, she Googled most expensive. Yeah, she did. (laughs) It was called the um, San Francisco. Of course, it was named after the damn city. (laughs) On the water. And it, you know, it was, they had crabs and oysters. And I was I was sick at the time, so I didn't even have much of an appetite. But they, that didn't stop them. 
So they had Valentine's Day. We, you know, brought the baby out. We went to a museum, like an oh, interactive wow. museum. We took pictures. And That's stuff. so yeah, sweet. It was sweet. It was sweet. That's really cute. What about you? How was your Valentine's Day? It was great. So although I was in my period, it was a really loving day. And I must say, like, I felt really loved. So I flew in from L.A. the night before and we woke up together and... I was like, so he's not going to make me breakfast? Ugh. I was like so mad about it. I was like, well, I'm going to let this shit go. But, um, you know, my man came with like a gift, the stuff I wanted, like, you know, just like lounge clothes and like a duffel bag I wanted and little shit. And I had gotten him a uh, Kobe Bryant Mamba Mentality book that he'd been asking for, right? Mm. Now, I just want to say it sounds really simple of a gift, but it was so hard to get. Oh, I'm sure. So actually, I went on live and started bitching about how I couldn't find it. And shout out to my friend Alex. He has the book. And I was like, nigga, because it takes like a month to get it in stock. And they stopped publishing it because people are right. selling it. It's like on Amazon for $180 used. Oh well, gosh. even even well, a lot the book of it's $22. They stopped selling um, the the league or uh, was it Nike? One of them decided to, to put Kobe's like off the market for a while because they because knew that so just, many people would buy it. It's for not resale. right. Yeah. And but, they um, didn't want that to happen to him. And then uh, after that, so all I got him was the book because a masseuse was coming to the house and he didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just knew, like, I was like, be home by eight, right? So he was like, is it a stripper? A singing telegram? Is it we about to fuck this bitch? Like, who coming into the house? And I was like, yo, goddamn, just let me surprise you. And the way that we be rolling, I know he thought we were having a threesome. So there's this girl that we've been flirting with. She lives down south somewhere. I won't say where. But mm-hmm. I, I swear I thought he clicked on her Instagram to see if the bitch was in New York. Oh, and he shit. could not figure out what was going to happen. So when the masseuse came in, she was actually cute. Had dreads, black, big old booty. She comes in. He was like, oh. And he saw the table. He was like, oh, oh, thank you so much. Um, This is so sweet. But I mean, when they got in the room, I'm sure he was like, she's going to suck my dick. And it's crazy oh, because... Wait, it ain't come with a happy ending? No. You bought him a regular masseuse? All right, bro. Anyway, okay. So I would have appreciated it. I (laughs) (laughs) I was like gonna suck his dick for you know I was gonna do a whole thing. So anyway, my period was just at the end of the cusp, right? And I know that he really don't want to fuck me on my period because this nigga just renovated his new place, so the couch lit, the bed sheets is lit. So I was like, look, I brought my own towel. And we can, you know, do our thing. And he was looking at me like, if I'm fucking, it's for you, bitch. So we ended up watching TV, falling asleep. I was so upset. I woke up like such a fucking girl, almost still PMSing. I was like, I'm ugly. He doesn't want to fuck me. This is ridiculous. How can we not have sex on Valentine's Day? This is such bullshit. (laughs) Not everybody fucks through blood. Whatever. So I don't understand that. But wait. I don't yeah. understand it either. Okay, well, I do. Okay. So thank I God don't. I woke up in the morning. I was in the clear. And then I put fingers up there to make sure nothing came out. I woke that nigga up like, hey, I wasn't even trying to be cute. Listen, it's off. We can fuck now. You ain't seen me in a minute because I was gone. It was Valentine's Day. We ain't fuck. You're about to fuck me. And I swear the pressure, I almost felt bad. This was like not romantic at all. He was like, okay. I was about to get up and go to the gym. And that's fine. You can fuck me right now. Bitch sat on the motherfucking bed with my knees, looked back like, hello. <laughs> it was good, though. <laughs> um, but now we had a cool um, date weekend and took some shrooms. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So we went to sleep no more. Um, if you guys never heard of that, it's this play of Macbeth. And basically, like, instead of sitting in it, you walk through it. You could follow like 12 different actors. It feels like a haunted house, but it's not scary. You just basically watch different scenes acting. 
So I was not really feeling the shrooms at first. So what do you do when you're not feeling the drugs you're on? You take more. more. Oh, Jesus. And suddenly I get in this room. I cannot. I mean, describing exactly what I saw. And this was not the shrooms. It's like 1930s. You walk in there. They're smoking long cigarettes. They have on these beaded gowns. Like it's a whole thing. Mm One room was playing techno music. This nigga was tired of the shit. He was like, yo, I, I, I'm gonna go outside for a second because it was getting a lot. And I hear techno. And I'm like, why would techno music be playing? I walk in and it's like they recreated this t- moment in time. Basically, this is what I saw. There was a man with like a lamb's head. Wait, this is real. This isn't hallucinating, is it? This isn't hallucinating. This is okay. real. Which is why the shrooms <laughs> even got funnier. <laughs> because I had to confirm with the person next to me that I saw what I saw. I was going to ask, did you fact check? <laughs> okay. Bitch. Okay. Okay. The low lights are going crazy and the lights are slowing down. So when you, the lights are slowing like this, you see things in segments, right? Because they're flashing. They're, the room's going completely black, then it's turning on. Then it's going completely black, then it's turning on. There is a baby, a toy baby with blood on it. A woman just pulled it out of herself. Um, she was getting naked. There was another bald woman who had like a bottle of Hershey's or some kind of chocolate pouring it on the guy with the lamb's head whose dick was out. And it was covering his dick. And then they just start dancing and like smearing chocolate over each other. And the baby was like bleeding and shit. So I was looking around and mind you, you're wearing a mask. And I'm trying to see, are other people... I'm seeing because I know I'm high as hell. So finally, I found one black person, okay? And I didn't know if he was black or not, but the hair was protruding through the mask. And I was like, oh, that's it. I had to go around the room and fucking tap this nigga. And I said, excuse me. And he came down. I said, do you see what I see? And he starts laughing. He was like, yeah, they got a baby and shit. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. What? I said, maybe he's hot too. Because I'm high as hell. And my nigga's gone, so I can't confirm with him. Bitch, I walk over to somebody else. And that somebody has a black mask on. So you're wearing a white mask. The black mask are the people that work there and they can help you or whatever. I said, excuse me. I don't know who you are. I know you don't know who I am. But I just need you to know I'm really high right now. And then the first thing he says, are you okay? I was like, I'm going to push through. But am I seeing what I'm seeing? Is there really a dick out with chocolate? And he's laughing hard as fuck. And he's like, yeah, it's really out. I said, oh, my God. So I tried to take off the mask. They're like, no, 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 because they're going to kick you out if you fucking take the mask off. Oh, shit. Bitch, I fucking walk out of there. Right? There's people that haven't seen it yet. (laughs) They're in line. I fucking pull off the mask. I'm so lit bitch I was like yo wait till y'all get in that motherfucker look for the pregnant bitch and follow the pregnant bitch cause it comes out oh <laughs> my god people was looking at me like bitch what it was the weirdest fucking valentine's day then I come outside to my nigga who's talking to security cause he's just like yo this is weird white people shit looking for the only black people outside <laughs> right he's just like he's like oh what's up baby I'm like yo they was playing techno. A baby came out. They poured chocolate on dick. It was crazy. And he looked at me like, bitch, and this was my gift? Like, he <laughs> was so confused. Anyway, it was great. It was great, great, great. And then we went to the box, which is a, you you know what the box is? No, I don't. I feel like you and um, your hubby would love it. But it's like a avant-garde show. Um, you could call it a sex show, but they don't have sex where they just okay. do this crazy stuff. Have you been yet? Uh, No. Well, the first thing I saw, also still on shrooms, was a woman who came out in latex and stuck her head inside of a balloon that just kept growing and growing and growing. And then I had to confirm again, is that a balloon on her? Oh, I'm not tripping. They're like, no, it's on her head. And I'm like, well, it's still fucking going. A rabbi came out with matzah. 
He was fucking throwing the matzah at people and then like had a wine bottle, stuck it up his ass, turned upside down and let the wine go in his ass and squirted it out. That was my Valentine's Day. Wow. And then I get You'd in the- You'd really be doing some white people shit, bro. Bro, it's crazy. But Ryan met up with me from Pose. Ryan came through. Um, so anyway, we in the car home. I was like, yo, what a great Valentine's Day. What a great Valentine's Day. Like, I'm so horny. I want to fuck. He's like, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> Seeing is what, <laughs> what turns you on. Yo, right. It was just so crazy and like fun and like I fucking loved it. So yeah, go to the box and sleep no more. Yeah. Um, my Valentine's Day didn't involve really any partners. Um, I went to All-Star Weekend. And for any of the followers who are new or found me and learned about me through Horrible Decisions, um, prior to the podcast, I'd spent five years as a sports blogger. And since I was 11, I played basketball. So through middle school, I did AAU, I did intramurals, JV, varsity, like literally played through my through my college years except for my senior year um, because I was working. But yeah, anyways, the 14-year-old self in me was probably the most excited um, ever. It was just, it was a great experience. Um, I want to shout out to my friend Alexis and Marion. So everyone was like, oh, bitch, you got flued out. Who sponsored your trip? Nobody. Um, my friend works for the league and invited me out and wanted me to be her guest. So to be able to go to the Skills Challenge and the All-Star Game and then just to be able to party like the whole time with like all of these like legends. I got mm-hmm. the invite to the Legends Brunch, which was like beyond amazing. Like I'm in a room with Bill Russell. I'm in the room with, you know, Magic Johnson and all of these legends. Um, they awarded Scottie Pippen. Um, and this means probably a lot. Or means nothing to the girls listening to the podcast. I mean, um, there may be girls like you. I don't know who Bill Russell is. Yeah, I mean, but, like, I know the, but they know but he I know rich. The yeah, the guy, they know he rich. Girl, he just turned eighty seven. <laughs> Let me look him up. Um, but like to be in these rooms and these spaces, um, I do also um, want to give a shout out. Oh, wow, black to, does not crack. No, no, it never does. Actually, he looks good. Um, I want to give a shout out as well to. Martin. Martin used to um, work with Weezy and I, but he did an event for BET. Oh, I want my cut, honey. I know. Because <laughs> shout oh, yeah. out to him and Sharona. They've been on these streets working. Look at me. Put this camera in my face. Look. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this nigga was like, oh, yeah. When he met Sharona, I thought they were just doing some like niggas. Talk. Oh, yeah, let's link. Let's work together. Da-da-da. And I was like, you guys have to know each other. Whatever. Sharona did his little Denny's uh, commercial. Yeah. Okay. Motherfucker hosting all-star shit. What about us? <laughs> what about us? Fuck games people play. What about the horrible decisions? Nah. Huh? It was it was dope. I, um, he reached out to me to to come um, because they did have like a podcast um, set up with Martell and BET. Um, and Kenyon Martin was in there. He has a new podcast coming out with Nick Storm. Nick Storm's a good friend of mine as well. It's called Neat and Unfiltered. And I got to sit there and watch them interview Jadakiss. And Jadakiss has been a longtime friend. So literally just like to go to all of these events. Um, it was amazing. Um, Dwayne Wade threw a um, like a, a spades event. So you literally walk That's around so the goddamn room and fucking James Harding and, and Russell Westbrook are playing against like it was insane. You just don't even know like Jason Tatum and his dad are right there playing against someone um, who else was in there like fucking everybody. Oh, my God. Um, Rudy Gobert, like so many of the all stars when they're Dwayne Wade was like literally just walking around dapping people up. And then for the patrons. 
Kevin from Greenleaf was in there. And so I walked up. <laughs> That's who I was excited to go and walk up to. I didn't Isn't even go home. funny you. how TV yeah. shows get you Bro, like... so mind you, like, I like James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Like, I, I know the athletes. Like, I used to be in that space. I've been to the ESPY Awards. Like, met a lot of these guys already. But me and my friend, B, she's like, bitch, that's Kevin. Like, he keep walking around. He got little dimples. So I walk up to him, and I'm just like, Kevin from Greenleaf, I really enjoy you on the show. (laughs) Mind you, for whatever reason, he (laughs) let me know that he's nothing like the Kevin that he portrays um, because he is kind of like a fuck nigga on the show who cheats on charity with a man and isn't comfortable with his sexuality. But um, he was super dope to see him. I literally did a whole... Um, Greenleaf episode on Patreon so it was dope to see him in there that was amazing and honestly yeah it was literally the most amazing all-star experience I could have ever asked for I've been to all-star this is maybe my fourth all-star I've been to and I feel like it should be my last since I'm turning 30 this year I'm like oh bitch can I really still say I'm going to all-star and be excited about it but if it was set up this because I mean even like the followers are just like oh what you going to all-star for I did get dick I'll be real with you I think that all-star is definitely one of the weekends where you could go for a long time only because People that go to Super Bowl weekend shit very rarely go to the game. But All-Star has so many events, right? Yeah, but you can't get into... Even me and Benson were talking about it. These events, like, if you not plugged up, you're not getting into none of these events. You got to go to the club. And they're raping, like, regular people at the clubs. Like, the events I went to, if you weren't on any sort of publicist list or knew these brands, you're not getting into the door to these open bar events. It's impo- like it's hard as fuck. Yeah, but I'm saying like you could get into an event, so why not you say you know? Oh, I can't. Yeah, oh, that's what yeah. I, but, but I like with people that do like Fashion Week. If you're fucking plugged into Fashion Week, right. why aren't you like shit, I totally fucking get it. Like going to shows, that is such a staple thing in the yeah. world. Much like All-Star. Like yeah. why not fucking go to Fashion Week forever? I think we have a thing where All-Star Weekend is associated with whole shit, which mm-hmm. true, but like you can still fucking like other shit about it. Yeah, and I think for for me being someone who like grew up watching basketball, like literally I had Slam Magazine covers yeah. like on my wall, East Bay. I used to order all that shit and and order my sneakers from East Bay back when <laughs> that shit came out. Do, are you familiar? Okay, so I like, don't know what that is, but I know what demo is. No, no. You, <laughs> look at, you remember that? Look, look at Edda. Edda just put his goddamn head back. They, they ain't had shoes. <laughs> I mean, they had shoes with baby fat. So you not getting baby fat out of East Bay? Oh wait, no, East Bay may have had baby fat, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Russell Simmons bought some ads in that hole. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, bitch, because that was that magazine. Okay, but look Um, how happy it makes you. No, I was so happy. Like you don't understand. Like literally, like. I was like looking at my friend. I'm like, I'm trying not to cry right now with you, but like, it was like one of my best, like, like that I've had in a long time. And it was like my wheelhouse, but being with horrible decisions, like I've been completely like taken out of the sports space. Like I don't really talk about sports as much anymore. A lot of the like events and things that we go to have nothing to do with sports. We're so busy now. We're on tour. Every time we've been in a goddamn city, I don't looked up NBA games. We miss it all the fucking time. Either the niggas not in town or the games are the same night as our shows. So like, I just haven't been able to be a part of it. So this weekend was just like, and then to be able to see the dunk contest live, like, mm. I was just so happy. It was, it was, it was very exciting. Anyways, well, I had to watch it, so I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> but I be forgetting that, like, this nigga. I was like, "Yo, you know, we going out tonight." He was like, "So, uh, well, the dunk we contest." We gotta go somewhere where the game is. <laughs> I was like, "It's Valentine's Day," and he's like, "It's not a fucking national holiday, my nigga." Oh, like man. the All Star game is, and I'm like, "I don't care. I don't 
fucking care. Bitch, this is why I got to be gay again. Uh, Cause girls do girly stuff, but not like stud gay. I mean, I ain't gonna hold you, like bitch Elizabeth Cambridge. That's who I was flirting with all weekend. I don't know. She's six foot eight. Is she gay? Fucking gorgeous. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll but she find fine. out. Hold on. Give she me two is minutes. Fine. Look up E Cambridge on um on Instagram, and let me tell you how big of a ho- look. Oh my god. That's, oh, so listen, beautiful. she comes into the room with me and my homegirls because we have the same publicist. And so she comes into the room and I just feel I need to tell her because if she goes in through her, co- I said, listen, I just need to tell you there's mad heart emojis under your pictures from me. I have set the drool emoji and I am, mm-hmm. I be under your comments, bitch. I just thought I'd let you know. She Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> she laughed. And then my friend was like, yeah, she has a podcast called Horrible Decisions. And this bitch was like, oh my God, I've heard of it. That's, that's all you. Right. That's all you need to say, See? bitch. You plug, you bitch. Listen, little white you, boyfriend. That is not. Oh, she do got a what? Oh, that's just for that's now. She, that's just for now. You know he she gonna did, leave. She, oh, he let. Well, look, they not together no more. Mm-mm. Maybe that's her, her brother, bitch. Alex Lee. I don't know. Why well, you gonna have to do that to her, huh? You know what I mean? She just Damn. she just liked the fucking rain on my parade. Oh. I'm over here happy. She knew about the podcast. She was smiling. What's an AFL player? American Football League? Oh, American. No, that's NFL. I'm dumb. <laughs> I mean, so what's AFL? Oh, no, dumb. What? Yeah, there's AFL and NFL. Wait, oh, there's that means league. he ain't got no money. Wow, bitch. Mm. He got ate you up. Sis. What is that? So is that arena ball? <laughs> arena oh, arena uh, football. Australian football league? Oh, yeah. Australia. Oh, Australian, maybe not. Oh, so she's from there, I think. American no, maybe not. Yeah, okay, so he's definitely white. I don't know, but she says Adidas. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. I'm kind of like nice. <laughs> nice. Right, your little accent. Um, anyways, we're going to get into our vanilla shit. I'm super excited to bring this up. Our listeners sent it in and everyone kept tagging like, oh my God, this made me think of Wheezy and added Wheezy literally all of last week. So HGTV features its first ever thruple on House Hunters. Representation matters. The episode followed Brian, Lori, Jelly, on a quest to find their dream home. Um, titled Three's Not a Crowd in Colorado Springs, the episode followed the three on a quest to find their dream house in Colorado. The trio wanted to find a new home that will accommodate their unique dynamic as well as provide space for Brian and Lori's two children. So I, wanted to, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. Wheezy, and then I do want to ask you and um, your relationship um, with Hubby, but Wheezy, when you were in your throuple, um, I do want to ask, would you guys look for a three-bedroom, a one-bedroom with a kid room, an office and a one-bed? Do y'all sleep together? I think How we talked work? about this, and we said a master bedroom, like a guest room. like Y'all could do a two-bedroom with three people, and no, would y'all think, sleep together? I think we were talking about, well, everybody make good money, you know what I'm saying? Right? She has a great job, I make money, he makes great money, so like, no one was ever talking about goals that were unattainable, but we did say... Like, we definitely got to have a guest room for, like, when someone getting on our nerves or da 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 And California King was the thing we talked about. Oh, for uh, for the bed. Mm-hmm. Well, that would make sense. So, like, the king bed, luckily she had one. I have a queen. Um, and then, like, if we were ever vacationing, like, hotels have a king. Yeah. But I realized, I was like, I even had a threesome in my bed recently, and it's a queen. And I was like, well, she can't save her. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> so sleeping three people in a queen is not. So, um... If you guys have not, you know, picked up on the hints yet, this is the other half of King Noir, who you guys love so very much on this show. And the first time I had him on, I know we talked a little bit about the dynamic of the relationship, but it was before the baby. 
Um, I believe the baby was on the way, though. This was, oh my God, maybe the baby. The baby. The baby. <laughs> the baby was on the way. Um, I want to talk now about how do you guys, what what relationship title or group would you guys fall under? Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys ever been in a throuple? Do you consider yourself poly, open, swingers? What What is the title for y'all's relationship? It really is all of the above. Oh, wow. Um, because sometimes we swing. Okay. We are definitely in an open relationship. And I do think that most of those relationships can fall under some form of open. And um, he is polyamorous. So I consider myself to be a sexual opportunist. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, if it's a good time and it meets my needs, I'm, I'm with it. I find that interesting mm-hmm. because people always say things like when they're poly, it's together. And you don't identify that way. Mm-hmm. So how does it work being poly on one end, but not the other, because I assume Polly to be like having multiple relationships and kind of intertwining them, but I guess not. It, it doesn't necessarily, and I think sometimes that's what becomes problematic is that we have these very, very tight ideas about what all of these things have to look like. So that way when you get in them and you realize, you know, this aspect works for me, but this doesn't, then you feel like I'm not good at being polyamorous or I'm not good at being a swinger. And really it's like you could just adjust it to what works for y'all, you know? For us, when we were pregnant, um, we weren't really seeing other partners. We were very focused on our, you know, primary. Right. Yeah, like we're about to bring in a new member to this family. Like, let's make sure our shit is all together. Let's make sure the older girls are straight. You know, just the household, the family. Um, He's here now. We're used to him. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) Now we're opening things back up. Um, You know, we've, We've thought about all kinds of different combinations that could possibly work. I have the two older older children from a you know previous relationship, and King didn't have any biological children, and you know I always knew like maybe he might want children down the line, um, and I always knew he was poly. So we even thought about like maybe there will be a woman that you'll meet and you'll have children with. And I'll get to be a part of that with you, the way that you've been supporting me with my children. And you're already getting into like some of the questions that I wanted to okay. to ask in the horror. Wow, decision. what a beautiful like, I, response! That, that is, but also, um, I've never looked at it in the way you're looking at it. Um, so for someone who I think swinging would work for me again, I I, I, re- I recently said my issue is. I don't see many relationships that I've ever envied or that I want to emulate or that I I don't know what a relationship really ideally would look like for me. Um, But knowing that I do want that open space, but there still are boundaries that I would have. um, I think it's interesting that you said that he's poly, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. Because I did always think that if I were to get into a relationship, his views would have to align with mine and we have to be exactly on the same page. We just got to respect each other. Oh, okay. That's that's can, it. Can I ask one question? I know um, some of you guys don't know, but we started late because of some audio issues. I do have to leave, but I have a main question for you. I've been non-monogamous for like the last two and a half, two and a half years, probably okay. actually maybe since we started, probably maybe three years. But like <clears throat> managing jealousy, mm-hmm. right? There's moments where like I feel none, and then it will come. And mm-hmm. then I've heard, had some criticism from friends, like, "Oh, it's not for you." Right. Because I've had those moments of jealousy. And I'm curious to know if, you know, someone who seems you have such a big level of commitment with him Mm -hmm. and strong ties. How do you manage jealousy and has it stopped or when does it come up? Do you notice? So that's a great question. And 
it'll always be there. The the same people who tell you that your relationships are not for you because you get jealous, tell them to apply that same thing to them in their monogamous relationship. We get jealous in monogamous relationships also. We get jealous in our friendships. You mm-hmm. like Bitch, you went to go see Macbeth without me on Valentine's Day. You went to All Star Weekend Bitch, without you, me. You invited her and not me. Not me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So jealousy is a is an emotion. If we can actually accept that we get jealous all the time, then we're able to accept it a little bit more in our relationships. We realize like, oh, it's not because we're poly or because we're open or because we're swingy. It's because I feel insecure in this moment, or I feel left out. Right. You know, or. He didn't take out the trash before he went to go have dinner with so-and-so. Was he so excited that, you know, he's not meeting the needs of the householders? You know, some things like that. So I don't try to get over jealousy. I try to sit with it. Why? Mm. What's making me jealous? I hate it. I want to be like, you know, go have fun. I'm going to. You know what am I, I'm going to be here with the kids watching? You know <laughs> Elmo for the fiftieth time. <laughs> I genuinely mean it when I say that. Like mm-hmm. I don't want monogamy because I feel like it's stifling. Maybe not at this point in time because it's a new right. love. Like right, we've been dating like almost a year, but I feel like I mean it when I say I want you to be happy. I mean it when I want mm-hmm. you to go out and fuck other girls because I do. But. If we talk about it, I'm generally happy. I'm excited to hear about it because I know he's excited to tell me. Right. And there's this weird moment after I'm like, why didn't he just want to call me instead? Why didn't mm-hmm. he want to? Mm-hmm. It's weird. And sometimes I feel like that insecurity, am I ever going to get over that hump? Or am I really being serious when I say it? it's a weird thing I'm going through? Yeah, I mean, it is. Think about how long we've been, we've been raised and programmed to be a particular way. So it's like we're challenging our own natural emotions on top of the messaging that we've been hearing for, you know, whatever, 20 plus years. You're supposed to grow up, go to school, get a good job, marry one person, love them until you die. Yeah. And then anything that's out of that sort, you start questioning like, mm, like, OK, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I, you know, maybe I didn't make the right move. How do you make sure that you're what things does King have to do to make you feel comfortable? Yeah. So for us, jealous and you ask, you know, when do I realize jealousy for me when we're not spending a lot of time with one another? If we're spending like if we've been seeing each other every single day and we've been to get like like about three weeks is probably our max. You okay, know, and a, it's like a thing of being with each other every day. day yeah. This, okay. Somebody needs to go out of town for work, <laughs> you know, just because we just start like living on top of each other. Then I'm usually good. You know, he'll be like, you know, I'm going out to L.A. I'm probably going to link up with so-and-so or I'm going to New York. I'm probably going to link up with so-and-so. All right. That's cool. You what know, about I, in your city? Mm, I mean, it would be nice if we could find someone to date in our city. But things are a little different because of the type of work that we do and mm-hmm. because, you know, we we have a family in our household and you know they go to school in our community so it's a little bit difficult to date in our community but um for the most part i mean he's gone on a couple dates locally and it's it's fine but it's when we've been away from each other for like 2 or 3 weeks and then and now you go okay you you about to come home in a week what you mean you're going on a date like you can't just wait until you get home you know so it it really has a lot to do with how much time we're spending with each other mm. um other things is how i feel about myself I know when my self-esteem for, you know, that week before your period. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The PMS stage. Yeah. I act up. I I have it there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want nobody around me normally. Like, I don't even want company. I get 
I get just real agitated. Mm-hmm. I literally just want to be by myself, even with my friends. Like okay. they'll know during that time of week. But even if I'm dating, I'll mm-hmm. be like, not not today. Just don't I, see. No. I, I I should be more like that. I should say I need space. Right. But instead, I'm like, but where are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I need you. Right. Right. Um. So sometimes, you know, it's just it's just that it's um me being aware of where I'm at in my life. What's going on with me, and then articulating what I need from him. So my question to you: a lot of a lot of um, our audience is also trying to find what works for them relationship wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a ton of letters writing in saying that their partner doesn't please them, but they don't want to cheat. Um, yeah. What y'all are doing, and the way that your relationship is set up, you don't view any any of his other partners as him cheating because you guys are open with it, correct? No, as long as we share with each other. Um, you know our intentions, right? We had we finally got to a point where it's like if it's not going to lead to anything serious, I don't need to know about every single person you're flirting with. Okay, that's no, too agreed. much. Um, we also have like a don't let me be the last person in the room to know. Don't have me walk up in horrible decisions and, and then find right, right, out. Right, 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 right. You know, no, no, no. Um, we no, no, no. Oh, because I see. Um, I don't know how you handle that, sis. Um, literally, like everything. But I'm really big with. I don't want anyone on the podcast that I've had relations with. Mm-hmm. Um, Weezy and I have gone back and forth with that quite a few times because she wants to bring her exes mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and talk across with them. And and I'm just like, well, I won't be here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to involve myself in whatever turmoil she's had with her partners. We okay. also had an issue with Lover Girl. Were you around during Lover Girl? She threatened to sue us, child. What? Like, a whole, whole lot of fucking bullshit. Okay. But I just know that once you take it there... Mm-hmm. emotions are just more and so anyone who has been on the podcast I have a nigga right now that I'm talking to he's like when I'm gonna be on the podcast I said we done already fucked guess you're not coming on uh, <laughs> I said nigga you can't come on now we done already had sex you can't fuck your way on no, the show no you can't fuck your way on the show not with me not gonna happen see I'm here on my own merit like I ain't gonna hold you that's why I wanted your dinner on the show and now nope let me let me keep him off of it actually I want cause I'm still trying to shoot my shot over there Goddamn. no I'm very big with not mixing business and pleasure mm-hmm. um it's why for like all of the things that i do behind the scenes with horrible decisions like anyone that we've ever done work with like mm-hmm. i want people to see me i'm very stern very strong very mean i even have to tell the people like that i work with sometimes i'm sorry if i'm coming off a certain way but i i don't ever want to mix no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah nope never did that don't worry no you're not walking into no, a room and don't no know worries. anything no worries um, at all but th- but like you know that's that's something for us. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And we've actually had the conversation um, as far as if you smashed a friend, mm-hmm. um, letting your person, you know, your partner know as much as it may be uncomfortable right. to let him know before the friend lets him know. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. at what I I guess did you grow up in the kink space to where yeah. this was comfortable for you? How did you know that this is how you wanted to have a relationship? Again, some of our listeners are in their thirties and just now realizing like. Maybe monogamy isn't for me. Um, what conversations did you have to have with yourself? And how did you open your mind into the kink space the way that you have? Okay. So I was raised a good Catholic girl. Oh, and all right in the church. First generation <laughs> from the Philippines and Panama. Grew up right in the 40s projects of Far Rockaway, Queens. Okay. Uh, moved down to Miami with those same good values. <laughs> oh, Miami turned you out. Okay, say less. No, <laughs> Uh, it re- it was when I got when I got around 29, 30 years old. Okay, which is um, I mean. it's 
I remember going to drop my, my daughter off at school and somebody was like, hi, Monty's mom. And I was like, what? Like, that's my name now? <laughs> you, you didn't like that. Huh? You're like, that's I lost cool. my identity. <laughs> Holy shit. I became somebody's mom as my first name. <laughs> and I don't know why, but that kind of is set off something in me. Like, what do you like to do? Who oh, do, wow. Who are you? Right. You know? Um, I don't remember having done anything in like at that point, 10 years that was really based on something that I thought was like interesting, cool or exciting for me. There was a lot of building of and raising children that was happening. But there was no really like personal, personal development. At that same time, I was doing a radio show, The Emotion Picture with my brother, um, who's still supporting me even here tonight. And um we were asking we were asking each other really crazy questions based on the topics and like it what? was like like things about polyamory and threesomes and all these different sexual and relationship um experiences and questions and it was challenging me to really like you know have you lived yet right and why are you so conservative you know, who who put this in you know in right. your head so the conversation <coughs> that I that I really did have with myself is who gave you these messages? And like when you start looking at the people as an adult, right? When you start looking at the people who put things that you live by in your head and you see how those motherfuckers are living today. No, it's like that's who I'm listening to and why. You can't do that anymore. Agreed. Agreed. You know? Because either I'm going to turn out like them or I, I just can't. Like this is this is not a model. This is not a model citizen, even for me. Right, and I want to say not even that monogamy is a bad thing. No, not at all. Um, but I know that with with you know the conversations that I've had on this um, show, the people that I'm meeting, being more in this space, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the people that are in monogamous relationships, I find to be not only not truthful to their partners, but not truthful to themselves, mm-hmm. um, because just the ideals around monogamy or that it's one person, one love. You have sex with one person. Even looking at someone else is considered, you know, what what is it? Um, Not lust. Um, When you covet. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. know. And so everything about everyone that I know to be in monogamous relationships spend more time defending their relationship than actually having it. Or they're constantly looking for something Mm -hmm. for the person to be doing Mm -hmm. something wrong because as we know, nobody is perfect. Right. And so it's like there's more time spent on seeing what is that person doing when I'm not around? Let me go through his phone. Mm -hmm. Let me go through the laptop. Mm -hmm. Let me see this person in a lie because all people lie. He can't be this perfect. And and so like in the conversations, everything you've said has been so beautiful. When King Noir came in here and spoke on your relationship and and how you guys grow in the communication and just the respect for each other. Um, I'm glad that we could have these conversations for our audience, specifically for people of color who yeah. often grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now we're having, you know, just all the backlash, even just with... Um, the Dwayne Wade situation mm-hmm. with you know um, Zaya I think mm-hmm. is is what she wants to be called like coming out and just saying I want to be identified as a girl daddy that mm-hmm. is how I live my life and just seeing how many people are uncomfortable with it yeah um, so I wanted to get so we have a segment on the show called a hors d'oeuvre the hors d'oeuvre is a sex tip and to me I know that you probably have a ton because you guys do fetish training mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk to you 
King Noir talked a little bit about what he does. I know he he specializes in flogging. I've seen you as well with the flogging. Mm -hmm. But could you give some sex tips that you give um, during your fetish training and also explain to us what your role is in the fetish training? Because you guys do it together sometimes, I see as well. We do. Yes. So can you get into (laughs) that and your role as a woman and what tips you give to women entering uh, entering into those training sessions? Yes, yes, yes. So... One of the, my favorite things to focus on is psychological domination. Oh, you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of focus on like what tools should I use? What do you know? All of these that that can take you a, a while to learn, mm-hmm. you know, and to we went to, to a sex dungeon together. I don't mm-hmm. know if he yeah, told he you told the me. last time he yeah. was here. And this sex dungeon, I'm waiting to get um, the master of the sex dungeon mm-hmm. on the show. I saw her today. She oh said, my god! Oh, good. I love her. We, I, I got her number, and we went to this, and it's so. I, and I'm gonna let you get back, but mm-hmm. I, I never got to share the sex dungeon experience. But the fact that he went in there because he's like, I'm not comfortable with using certain of these toys and I want to be sure I don't hurt anyone. I want to be sure that when I'm teaching people how to use them, Mm -hmm. because there's some heavy, high quality. They extended me on like this thing and they put like leather straps around my thighs because, you know, I'm a little thick. I was like, um, maybe not the ropes. We get the leather, get the harnesses there. Hold hold me up, baby. Hoist me up. Yeah, but it was just so incredible to see that even he takes the time to just learn, knowing that he's also a teacher. Absolutely. Um, so I appreciated that as well. But yeah, it was Ooh. super fun. I, I was grateful that he allowed me, like, just to, I was like, ooh, this is nice. Yeah. Um, but okay, so dom- psychological domination. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Okay. So what could you do without using a rope, a harness, without using your hands? Okay. So I'll be eye fucking, but that, okay. that's only like if we at dinner or in a club, like, once you catch eyes with someone for a good amount of time, okay. like it allows it lets them know that you're interested. Um, I would say when I dominate people, I'm mm-hmm. I'm vocal. Okay. So I do use my voice. Mm-hmm. Um That's good. That's excellent. Outside of that, girl, I ain't got no special powers. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let me I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an exercise. Please. Okay. Right. So let's yeah, we'll use this one. So let's just imagine I'm um I'm on the West Coast. You're on the East Coast. Okay. Okay. And we're I in talk this... to them motherfuckers. That's too far, girl. I'll be like, that's... Okay. okay. <laughs> and we're, we're having a pseudo... You and I right now, a pseudo dom-sub relationship. Let's just say okay. whatever. And um, I help my, my partners, well, my couples learn how to connect when they're not even with each other. Mm. Because a lot of times, you know, people will say... We don't have time for foreplay. Right. Or, you know, we work so much. We work these different shifts. Or she lives here and I live there. And that's real. I mean, that's right. that's, that's the world that we live in. You know, um, women aren't staying at home waiting for their husbands to come in. You know, they're right. not scheduling sex. They're working sex. now. Yeah. Exactly. So how can you stay engaged? How can you add fetish play kink without even being able to see each other? So um, I do the little things like, you know, go on FaceTime middle of the day or something like that um ask them what, how they're doing at work you know it's like oh i'm doing okay cool maybe have a task for them so what's something that you're working on right now a project you've been procrastinating oh on. oh i have another podcast coming out okay but as far yeah just scheduling to get into the studio okay um so yeah that's the project yes all right so you're gonna be a bad girl right now okay 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 so i'm gonna say hey mandy how are you i'm good what's up um, thanks for taking a couple minutes away from work to talk with me. 
I wanted to check in with you for a second. How is scheduling going? It's insane. I have the tour. I have all of these things going on. So are you telling me that you haven't done what you were supposed to do? Oh, see, this is already turning me out. Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this? No, but I'm going to get to it. Like I, I Okay, okay. That's okay. Um, I kind of knew you would say that. And if I were there, I'd be able to punish you appropriately. But since I'm not, you're going to have to do it yourself, Mandy. So go ahead and walk out your office. Go to that bathroom that's right around the corner. Go ahead. I'll watch. Walk with me. Take the phone. Okay, she walking out. Oh, this, you know. She oh, this out. is good. Okay, she in the bathroom right around the corner from the thing. Go in that stall. Put your hands out, Mandy. Okay. How many, um, how many studios were you supposed to schedule this week? Two, two episodes. Two, spank your hands twice. <laughs> now. <laughs> You know, I'll have you do a little harder than that. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And I, will also I just have got you. my nails done. I ain't want to break it. I got, a show. I got a show coming out. But something like that, and probably not your hands. Yeah, no, I know this goes somewhere else. But, you know, pull your pants down. Go ahead and spank yourself twice Do you know me. what's crazy, though, mm-hmm. to think that I've done this? Mm-hmm. But, so, the guy that I pegged, we haven't pegged, like, we haven't had that mm-hmm. interaction in quite some time. And he misses, like, he wants to do that again. And most recently, and I probably, like, he's so bad, but so most recently, he'll call me when he goes to work. And because it's the West Coast, it's like 10 a.m. for me, 7 a.m. for him, and he's Mm -hmm. on his way to work. And we were talking about the things that we wanted to do. And so when he got to his work parking lot, Mm -hmm. he played with, he fingered his ass in his car for me and sent me a video of it because I was like, well, you haven't sent me that in a long time. So you go. I, I, and of course, all of my friends are like, girl, how the hell you begin motherfuckers to do this? But I didn't like, I'm like, I just talked to them, but it That's is a psychological, psychological domination. domination. Yeah. Or something like that with him would be, you know, um, this week you're going to wear that anal plug to work for the rest of the week. Yeah, like, and, and he'll do, like, when he's at a stoplight, like, mm-hmm. he'll send me a video of him jacking his dick. And he really likes how his work pants feel on his on, mm-hmm. on him. So, like, that becomes a whole conversation when he's at work. And I've gotten him to do things in his office and things yeah. like that. So, and I actually used to do this with Lawyer Bay a lot. Um, he would go into the stalls at work. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, I want to see it. And this is off of me sending him old videos or if, if I, you know, wasn't in class and I was at home waiting to go to school, I could send him stuff while he was at work. So this is really interesting. And I think a lot of like the women listening who want to maybe switch roles, maybe mm-hmm. when they're more of a sub role in the bedroom, right. this could be how they dom yeah. outside of the bedroom. I mean, my sub, she lives in in Philly. The I, I think you met her. The oh, one yes, 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 yes. I'm and, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I would love to bring her, or I just maybe want to, first off, she's beautiful. She is. She's freaking beautiful. She um, But the submissive level that she's on, I've never seen, and I and the whole time, I guess, and she was called a service sub, he, mm-hmm. he referred to she's her a as. Bottom. A service, yeah. And I was just like, she was everything. Here's your water. Are, are, are you thirsty? Like, just being so very attentive. She's well-trained. And so you guys trained her as your sub. This is her first dominant uh, dom-sub relationship. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. So if a woman were to come to you and say, hey, I really want to sub um, because I feel like that's what would arouse me the most. What are some of the first questions you would ask her to make sure that that's something that would be for her? Send your resume. <clears throat> okay. Your professional resume. Not your, you know, not your whole resume. Wait. <laughs> wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, wait. You asking, what What does that matter? What someone Because does I want to know living? what your time, talent, and finances are like. Like, oh. I mean, anyone suck a dick for the most part. Right. And I don't have a dick, so that doesn't help me at all. Right. Everybody always comes like, I can suck dick so good, I want to be your sub. Like, how does that help me? That doesn't help you at all. No. Not at motherfucking all. he gets his all. dick sucked for work, like... Right. You know? And I don't know who's sucking it because so I I got the dildo, too. And my 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 mouth didn't even go past the head. I said I would be incompetent as fuck putting this in my goddamn. And I like to think I am a grade A dick sucker. You are. But you yeah, are. but not with that thing. I was just like, nigga, I'm, here you go. You get a hand job. Well, you know what? That's that's one of the drawbacks of having a big dick. Does your jaw stretch from sucking? Like, you know how your I'm pussy... I'm like a snake now. I mean, like your pussy gets used to big dicks, but does your mouth work the same? Do you? Nah. You know, and this is... I'm sure it's science. I don't fucking we know. We just getting really you know cool. What I mean? We getting we cool. Hey, don't do this. We're not going to do this, Eddie. That's what we're not going to do. I'm just like, I don't know if the mouth stretches the same as a vagina. No, it's we not just a muscle. get we get in cool positions, and you know I just learn other things that he likes. Okay, that area. I can dig that. Yeah. I can dig that. Yeah. So I wanted to actually talk to you um, again. We mentioned the baby. Mm -hmm. We mentioned your relationship. Um, I did want to get into <coughs> sorry, um, non monogamous consequences. Okay, um, if that makes sense. And I wanted to talk to you about the boundaries that mm -hmm. are set. Um, because especially, which is now amazing, I didn't know you identified as almost all of the ethical non-monogamy titles. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to talk about the boundaries that you um, set. Also, how it is dating while being in sex work. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just had a couple what if questions okay. and how you would handle those being in the relationship that you're in now. Um, so I think you did mention some of the about what are the boundaries um or do you set them? You guys seem really like respectable. Like, are there boundaries that are set in in I the relationship? The, the main thing is letting each other know. You know, there there are some people that um that he's either dated or wanted to date, and I've just been like, like, nah, don't do that because like she's stepped to me sideways, or you know what I mean? Okay. Um, or you know, like if you just didn't get a good vibe, or I realized like I don't really think that he cares for this person. It's like. Why try to bring that person into, not necessarily into our relationship, but still, like, bringing someone into my life is still bringing someone into our life. You know? Right. So um, it is important that whoever we deal with, not, not only that we communicate with each other, but that we are communicating with that other person and they understand what our relationship is like. So there's no, there's no confusion, you know. So that's part of our responsibility right. as well. It's okay. funny, we, we had this conversation um, as well, like, and this is probably after the first um, episode that he did, and I was, like, just questioning as well the dynamic and how it works, and maybe it's more so me being, wanting to feel in control, but I told him, I was like, I know Jasmine's your primary, I don't know if I could ever go into something knowing that mm -hmm. I'm under another woman. Mm -hmm. um, do the other women that, that deal with him, do you know if that's a feeling um, that that you come first, really? Because I know a lot of women do want to feel like they're first. Yeah. Um, but in that dynamic, and in, in a lot of these, mm -hmm. there is a primary. 
Yeah, there is. And I think the the best setup is when when our secondary partner has their own primary partner. You know what uh, I mean? I think okay. that tends to work the best. Okay. Um, or if they are uniquely submissive, you know? Okay. So being or feeling second or what, whatever, anything but being in the primary doesn't have that same kind of pressure or, right. you know? Um, other than that, like for us, our boundaries change. Like we continuously talk about them with the baby. It was a little bit different. Right. You know, when it came to work, it's like it's work. So I don't get to go like, well, you know, um, I'm going to pick who you're going to star with, with that company. Like, nah. But for our company, we, we handle that like a business decision. Right. It's not like, I don't want you fucking that girl because I feel jealous. It's like, nah, like, is this going to sell? Right. You know? Is it going to make us money? Right. That's all that matters. Um, when it comes to work, it's just like, we make sure that person's not ra- racist or talking reckless. Right. Then, you know, and they got a clean test or whatever. Of course. Um, but other than that, we try really hard to keep it open and fluid because when you have rules that are so rigid, you find yourself being like, oh, I should have created a rule for that rule. Oh, I forgot. You know uh, what I'm saying? That makes and, sense. And it, it hasn't always been easy. There have been times where I was like, well, I needed to know like a week before. And, you know. Right. Because, yeah, we even talk about that, like the rules and boundaries that you would even set in a threesome. Like, you know, you like um, and I can't remember the guest that we had on, but she remembered or no, actually, shit, it was me. Um, I had a threesome with one of my friends and her partner, and I completely didn't have the conversation as if if kissing was too much, and I didn't have the conversation with what really their boundaries mm-hmm. were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that that's something for me like that I would have, but also I know like right now, I don't know if I would want to know it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's more so about like, you know, don't have a baby, don't like, mm-hmm. you know, don't bring nothing back to me, don't right. have a woman also questioning my position with you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask, ask, I have three questions. You already kind of mentioned, um, again, I wanted to bring up, um, this is something recent. So um, the rapper the baby and his baby mom are currently expecting a okay. child. However, she just went on a complete um, posting screenshots and everything oh, else wow. because she found out that he is expecting another baby with another woman. However... When their relationship, like when we all started finding out who she was, she did do an interview and was like, me and him are single, but that's still my boo. Mm. So I wanted to talk about even the, I guess, lack of communication or ideal that we are someone's primary, Mm -hmm. but we expect from them. But we know that titles suck. Yeah. But so that made me come to this question. So how would you handle... Um, being in the non-monogamous relationship that you are in, how would you handle King coming to you and saying, hey, I, I got someone else pregnant, especially after you two just now started yeah. a new family together? What would that conversation be like? And is there a way to prevent that from happening? Oh, yeah, there's a way. <laughs> there's a motherfucking well, way. Outside of condoms, but like... Well, e- you know, I think about that more often than than people probably think okay. because of the type of work that we do. Okay. You know, more than his personal sex. Okay. Um, you know, I've I've dated him. I know what his personal sex is like. Right. He is very good about using protection. Okay. You know, so that's that's one that's important. But the work that we do is not it's not 
protected most of the time. Right. So I do think like... And those girls aren't on birth control? Well, that's not a question that we generally ask. Ah, okay. So porn porn performers usually do what they're supposed to do to protect their, you know, protect themselves from becoming pregnant. Um, Most are very responsible because this is is our work. Right. You know, you can't... Most people are not going to make money if they're constantly having babies. Right. Right. So, um... But I do think, like, what if somebody forgot to take their pill, right? Right. You know, or um, what if she thought she was not able to have children and all of a sudden she can? Uh, And, you know, that would be a consequence of the work that we do. So that's not something that I could see myself being like, how did you not know? So you don't feel like it's a consequence as far as in your personal arrangement with like I mean, allowing him to yeah. date others, and, as long as you're happy, you, what are condoms? What are ninety eight? Yeah, they're like yeah, they're right. pretty. So there's a two percent chance, you know. Right. I, I trust him to use a condom, mm-hmm. right? And I also know that I can trust the condom to do its job. To do its job up to a certain percentage, right? So I think you know I would probably be upset because this isn't something that we plan. Um, when we were talking about expanding our family, and it may not be through my body, it may be through him in another relationship. You know, we had the conversation. So it's not a foreign thought for him to have a child with another woman. Right. Um, But an unexpected situation, it would feel like an unexpected situation. Would it feel like cheating? No. Right. I know that that's also been um, not only with what happened with the baby, but um, Dwayne Wade just recently came out with a documentary where he and Gabrielle Union open up about the break baby that Mm. happened. Um, They're both, you know... Mm. Um, aligned with that they weren't technically together Mm -hmm. at the time that it happened. But I know, again, in this space, when you do allow your partner to go out and have other partners, that these are things that you hope doesn't happen. But I don't think we've had the conversation. And, and of course, I wish Weezy was here as well because, you know, I I know that... um, last episode or a few episodes ago she was just like well I wasn't in town so I told him go out and have fun and mm-hmm. so but I, I I just don't know how those conversations would be if you're letting him have this fun and then he brings that back home yeah. um, another question that I had is how would you handle or if it's a conversation about <laughs> your partner telling you that he loves another woman um, and I know again you're super open and free with this but to me, um, my idea of open relationships is why I would steer clear of this. Mm-hmm. I want, to me, I know that you could have emotionless sex. Mm-hmm. And if it's cheating, I want you to, you know, go out and have, if you if you want to have right. sex, I don't want to feel like I'm tying you down. Of course, do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but my fear is the idea of you sharing like strong feelings and, and an emotional connection to mm-hmm. someone else. Um, what is the conversation that you have in regarding that and are you fine do you feel like someone can fully you know have all of those feelings for multiple women I do Um, I feel like and and knowing him by the time he got to a position of loving someone (coughs) then they're already like I've already accepted the idea of them being in our life for a long long time time. okay you know they're the women that he has dated that you know, he's really liked them and they've really liked him. And I, by no means do I approve a relationship. I, I share my thoughts on it. I share how um, I think this person will compliment him, will compliment us. I share what I don't like. I mean, I'd be putting it all Oh, out. wow. And, you know, that's a decision for him to make. Right. So 
if I could see, like, this person seems like they're a good fit. They've been around. They're doing things together. You know, we're talking about her. I talked to her. I could see that. You know, I know he's lovable. Right. I, you know, and, and he is starting to His like, voice is lovable. Yeah, Everyone fell in love with him on the show. Yes. So I would already, I would expect that to happen. Now, unfortunately, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, uh, no, no problem. <clears throat> unfortunately, a lot of these relationships haven't, you know, they haven't made their way to the point of love. But once I thought that they were getting serious, I've definitely put in my mind like, okay, what would that be like if, you know, she moved closer to Florida or, right. you know, so I, I don't know. It doesn't surprise me. And as far as um, a man or anybody being able to, to love multiple people, the way that we look at it is like we could think of hundreds of people that we love what of all different types of relationships. Right. And I don't say like, nah, you can't love your, your best friend like me, you know, or you got love for your cousin. Nah, you right, can only have right. love for me. So there's no way that I can limit his love or even look at it from that way. Um, I do understand where people want to have like a certain type right. and a certain intimacy. But the love that he and I have, he can't have that with you. Right. Because you're not me. You right, know what I'm right, like, right, right. So it doesn't, like, I don't, I just can't think about it that way. If he said, I love her, I, I would like, okay, you love her for her. Like, you don't love her because she's like me or... I have nothing to do with that, really. Right. So mm-hmm. I, so the home mail question that I have for this episode is coming from me. Okay. Um, and it's because I've been talking a lot about relationships on Instagram Live. Um, again, me with the idea of what I would want. Um, not being as controlling, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I would let the, the person do what they want. But a lot of times, the men, I've gotten kickback from the men in my life, as well as the women saying, well, you shouldn't let a guy know up front that he can go out and have sex with other people. You shouldn't let a guy know up front um, that you're okay with this happening or that you would allow this or, you know, so my question to you is being in a space where I do want to date um, and I am looking for a partner that would accept, you know, Mm -hmm. again, I I don't even know where, what I would define it as. Um, How do I open up and say like, yeah, I want to be with you. But you can also, you know, do what you want. But I want something real. With it not sounding like a situationship. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I think that that's um, where, I don't know, like, I feel like I've been where I knew you was doing what you was doing. I personally don't want to know the girls. Right. I don't want them coming to me. I don't care about them. Like, again, like, I'm hoping you're responsible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything about what you guys do. But I do want to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like a lot of men are saying that if I'm allowing them that freedom, that I won't hold that title. So, so like, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with those men. Okay. Um, but again, you know, that might be their thing for their, for them and their relationship. Right. For me, I think what I had to to make very clear is um, at the time that we met, a lot of guys were saying to me. Because I was doing like these um, sex toy parties and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's like, oh, soon you're gonna slow down. Like you'll 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 want to slow down soon enough. We get that about the podcast. Yeah. Like even about us coming on here talking and sharing our stories, they say the same thing. Like even either a we're not dateable right now because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that we say wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, even in dating, like one of the first questions that I get is. Are you going to share this on your show? Like, so mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot right now with dating because yeah. of the show and us being in the sex space. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because we are fairly young 
mm-hmm. with these non-monogamous ideals, right. I'm finding it hard now to say them without seeming like I just want a situationship, but that I want more. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the more the more you define what it is that you want, or mm-hmm. even what you're trying to figure out, what you're right. trying to explore, and judging their reaction, if their reaction doesn't go, I want to help you understand that, or that's interesting, or I want to stick around to, to figure out what that might look like, then they're not for you. Okay. You know what I Like, let me okay. just make it easy for you. Okay. So with King, I was like, listen, I don't want to settle down. I, I, I like what I do. You know, I like that you got this kind of like crazy edgy thing going on. Right. I want us to make money together, you know, I, but I want you to still do the freaky shit because I got the kids at home. So I need to hear about some of your freaky shit because I can't. Okay. <laughs> you got know? you. Got um, you. And then when we started to get a little bit more serious, I was like, these are the needs that I need met for me. Like, this makes me feel like I'm in the kind of relationship I want to be in. Right. And as long as those needs are met in your spare time, you can do those other things that meet your needs. And I don't want to be responsible for meeting all of your needs. Oh. I do not. I like that. And he was, he's okay. He has been okay with that. That has still maintained, been uh, a main thing for us. He's he said that on the very first episode that I had of him, and he's um, and and we had the conversation. He's like, because I think I started the episode with a pretty Ricky song, mm-hmm. and he was like, "What the fuck are you playing?" And so his example was like, if I'm with a partner, or or like my partner wants to go and see Pretty Ricky, that's not something that would make me happy. But I don't want to keep her from happiness. Right. So if she wants to go and enjoy Pretty Ricky mm-hmm. with another guy. Mm-hmm. If I really love my partner, I want her to be happy. Why would I not let her go see the Pretty Ricky concert? Look, I know why you and King are friends. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I get I mean, it. You, you know? You know thank be, you. You know, he'll be like, oh, like, I, I'm texting with Mandy. Da, 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 and I'm just like, thank God. Because <laughs> I don't care about All-Star Weekend in that no, way. Oh, oh, no, oh yeah, like, yeah, no, no. I know. <laughs> look, I know you were like, girl, why are you still talking about this? I know our listeners were like, so this is a basketball podcast now. No, <laughs> I'm uh, happy about your level of excitement. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. But, but, like, y'all could talk about stats and basketball. Oh, yeah, and, and bullshit. Um, he sends music. Yes. He um he um asks me like my thoughts on his scenes, mm-hmm. um especially too because he's had bigger women on his scenes. Mm-hmm. He's had just a lot of different things. Um, actually, shit, I got. He's supposed to be letting me direct one. Mm-hmm. Um, what next week or something like that? Yes. Yeah, and so I'm like, you know, I've never really held a camera, but I know the angles that I like enjoying. So he's like, yeah, we'll talk about like mm-hmm. where we should, you know, put the camera and stuff like that. But I just enjoy too, like. There's a lot of things that, yeah, I don't understand about what you guys' relationship is. And that's why, like, every time he's come on, I've asked questions mm-hmm. of how it works. Um, hearing also from the woman's side, which is why everyone was like, y'all need Jasmine on the show. Why hasn't Jasmine been on the show? But I love that pretty much you're saying, which I think a lot of people listening have picked up on it, too, is you know what your needs are. And he meets those. Yes. And that's all you need for your relationship. Yes. And I think that that's what we, I guess we seek people to normally be everything. That's too and much. Too, <laughs> that's too fucking much. And it's it's also like not realistic. Yeah, that's why you're always looking to see like, you know. Right. Or, or wanting more because your, your, your goal is impossible. You know, so look, let me tell you what else I outsource. Anal sex. I don't want to do that. 
I know you don't. Um, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do it with that either. No. I don't think it's possible Listen, to do it. He did say he's had anal sex before, and I said, how? Oh, plenty. Like, how? What assholes are those taking in? Bro. Like, so we're going to yeah. end up gifting this, um, and I'm not sure what live show yet. Only to somebody who can take it in their like, ass. Like, y'all, you, I'm not giving it to someone <laughs> who cannot take this thing. In their but, ass. So King Noir um, has a, a mold, and it's funny because I got this when I came into the studio mm-hmm. like last week, and I was like, nigga, nah. And he sent it with his next to it, and I'm not going to lie, his looks bigger than this. Because he was hyped to send that I'm picture. I'm just like, but even down to the veins. So, guys, if y'all. Was like, Argh. I'm like, how does yours look bigger than this? I said, oh, nah, bro. Like, good, good riddance to all the bitches taking Every time that we've tried anal sex, we get like that much in, right? And, but in my mind, I'm way back You're here. Done. And I'd be He's like, like mm. so And then I go, how did I do? He was like, yeah, it's about to it's a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. You go fuck somebody else. So the guy that I just had alone. perpendicular sex with, mm-hmm. I kept telling him, I was like, ooh, I want it in my butt. I want it in my butt. But y'all know, I, so I, I, I have a joke that I only do anal once a quarter. Okay. But I haven't done anal because I cut 24-7 off. I cut him off in October. So it's been almost six months since I've had anal. So the last time I was with him, I was like, you can do it. And girl, it was not going. And it it ain't just half the size of this. But it's big. And it wouldn't get there. And I, uh, we started with the toy. I had my butt plugged, my toy. Went through the whole motions. And he was like, I knew you wasn't going to be able to take it. He told me... He, he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. He's only had anal sex one time in high school. Okay. And the girl bled. So he's like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm hurting. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just haven't wanted to try it. So I'm going to hopefully try it again. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, when I see him again. But yeah, no, not doing it. Mm-hmm. So you outsource. You say, listen, King, if you want to have anal sex, mm-hmm. go. go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. So ladies. For y'all answering the questions or, or sending in the questions for Homel about your partners wanting to do threesomes or wanting to do things that you know you're not comfortable with, um, would you call it a hall pass for maybe the people who are in yeah, these type of monogamous way. relationships? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I do like, again, the idea of keeping your partner happy and not yeah. making them feel prisoner in their relationship. Right. Or or within themselves. I mean like um, just let's think about it outside of sex because when when we say sex like all these extra things come about. Right. But you know if um I don't like I don't like Chinese food. Okay. 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 And he does. Okay. Imagine me being like but I don't like Chinese food. So <laughs> that's it. You can't eat Chinese food. <laughs> you right. For the rest of your, as long as we're as together. As long as we're together, you got to. That seems oh. so unfair. But, but let Y'all's me tell you Y'all's analogies are so good. Because, because it really is, <laughs> right? you know, it, it really is how much emphasis and value we've placed on things that at the end of the day really don't hold that much weight. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like he, we're neither of each other's first sexual experience. And we're not going to be each other's last. Okay, boom. Now that that's out of the way, right? Let's like live this great life together, and that's that's, that's so amazing. So there's a bunch of things like I I have a male submissive that lets me put dicks in his ass, you know, because right. I don't like it in mine, but I I I think that it's pretty cool to peg. Right. King's not going to let me do that. He's very dominant. Yeah. Like to where even we've had conversations. I was like, oh yeah, you're not like none of the niggas I don't ever like. You too dumb for even watching the videos like. He's just he's he's so manly. Like everything, mm-hmm. 
manly yeah. possible. So if I if I want to be with somebody be that's a little yeah. bit, yeah, I'm not going to get that out of him. So what if he said, like, nah, you can never, not even you can never dom me, you can't dom anyone else. I would be like, okay, well, that's a whole side of myself. I'll just go ahead and shut off until forever. Right. That's, that's That sucks. It's not realistic. But also why so many people in these relationships are like, I'm going to go cheat. Right. Or, and, you know, for all the fellas listening, y'all know we do it better. So, just so you know, don't tell us no. Because, uh-uh, and look, your brothers, you know you know, we kind of cheat better, right? Like, women are way better cheaters. Mm-hmm. We're more detail-oriented. And nine times out of ten, it will be to find what we are lacking mm-hmm. in you. Especially the problem is, a lot of times, women will communicate what they want. Mm-hmm. And a man just doesn't fold. On the other end, when a man says, this is what I want or else, we kind of feel the need like, oh, my God, this is our only way to keep him. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a different level in exchange in relationships. And also, I don't want to say respect, but just bending. Like more programming. You know, be nice, smile, put some makeup on, make him happy. (laughs) The bullshit that he will still leave you for, still have a baby on you with. And she gonna make cornbread too. You know, you know, and it's 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 crazy the idea of, well, if I do this, he'll stay. If I do this, it'll keep him. Um, and I think it's also funny, like you know, we talk about Halle Berry getting cheated on, Beyonce probably being cheated on. Like, if probably. they get cheated on, listen, I didn't want the Beehive to come and attack me, child. Oh yeah, well, you know, I don't want to. Just you based, know, just based on of, the lyrics, that's just all. based on the, just okay. based off Lemonade, we're yeah. gonna say mm-hmm. there was some feelings there. Um, but like, if those women who we put at this high, you know, right, uh, esteem can be cheated on and probably doing everything right, live up to things that maybe we don't even see. Like, it has you nothing know? to do with them. It has to do with that that other person being able to respect the commitment they made. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we always look at the person that got cheated on. Like, what did you do wrong? Like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. The fucking cheater did something wrong. Right. You know? So, y'all, what I tell you, don't come woman to woman to no woman. No. You better go to your man. Or don't. And Just leave. Him. <laughs> or, or leave. But that's the thing, too. If they're coming to another woman about their man, they're not going to leave. That's they're just true. they're just notifying just, the other woman, which just recently happened to me. And again, y'all heard the 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 snippet from the bonus episode on the last episode. Um, it was just like, girl, but you also know the man that you're with, mm-hmm. and everything that you're telling me is pretty much what I said in that. Like, you know, King, you know who you're with, mm-hmm. you know what he likes, you know um, what you're capable of giving him as far as yourself, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna try to be anyone different than that to fulfill anything else and you're mm-hmm. allowing him to be the person who he is I really like everything you fucking said and now I need to go find my lover Thank my you. partner my man and I know you guys are listening to this episode probably questioning your relationship if it's not going well questioning yourself as far as um what you truly want and what will truly make you happy um again I'm entering I'll be 30 this year So it's also something to where I've been battling because, of course, we all still have this pressure with getting into our 30s. And I have I I mean, I've been in situationships. I've been with lovers that I would claim as my exes. But as far as having a real, true adult relationship um, with a man where both of us communicated our titles with each other, Mm -hmm. that hasn't really been, you know, there. So with me looking to have that within the next year or so. Nice. I, this conversation was everything I needed. I'm going to listen back to this episode and listen back to everything you said. Um, but also, if anyone's into 
fetish training, seeing you live, mm -hmm. um, perform, watch your videos, um, anything. Can you please drop where everyone can find you? Yes. Um, and we'll also put it in the description of this episode. Okay, cool. You can find everything at jetsettingjasmine.com. There you go. Cool. And, and boom, right there. And then also Jet Setting Jasmine on Instagram as yep. well. Like mm -hmm. socials will be there. Mm -hmm. um, you guys can see her. I'm sure if any of you guys listened, y'all see why you two are together. Because the way you, you know, just literally just speak on on almost your existence is the same as him sitting across from us. Just speaking into the love that you guys have for each other. Um, but I think you guys know yourselves more than a lot of people. And like I say, um, to and I say this all the time before we get out of here, um, you can't expect anyone to give you happiness if you're not happy with yourself. That's you can't true. expect anyone to give you an orgasm if you don't know how to give yourself an orgasm. Mm -hmm. You can't expect anyone else to please you in ways and know you if you don't know yourself. Right. Um, and that's been a lot of what I've been dealing with myself um, recently. Just trying to figure out exactly what I want and how to tell a person this okay. is what makes me happy. Um, you're gonna take this this podcast and you're gonna send it to that person. This episode. Oh God! And you're gonna I'm be like, like listen, 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 listen from <laughs> from beginning to end. And and if you if you can ride with what we talked about, or if you're even open to having a discussion about right. this episode, then let's meet for dinner. Yeah, I really like that. But also just, and again, um, I guess before we get out of here, can I ask you one more question? Of course. So a lot of the times, especially because I only do deal with black men, mm -hmm. even in this in the kink space, going to hedonism, going to the sex mm -hmm. clubs, um, I do find it still to be almost taboo for black men to allow their partners to be with other men. So how was that conversation with with King and and what advice would you give? Uh, is that just not the nigga for me if he if he wouldn't allow me to also have another man or yeah. you know it, yeah. how do you bring up that conversation? Um, I mean, I definitely think that we have issues around ownership of our black bodies for sure. Mm. I mean, I think it's something that like you know other people, not uh, white people in this country and across the world have had ownership Ship. of our black bodies right. and then that mentality has stuck mm. and then it's transferred its way into the leaders of our household having ownership of and we see it of we see our black men owning their moms owning their daughters right. their baby moms right. yeah, you know what I mean and, and so on and so forth so I, I do think that's a, a lot of work that we have to do to deconstruct you know, that idea of ownership, especially of black women's bodies. And I think it's important for women to understand that mentality exists. Okay. And it's not love, you know, that right. ownership is not like, oh, he is not, the, he don't play with me like that. Like, no. Right. You know, he's putting restrictions and limitations on you. So really ask yourself if this is something that's important to you and if right. it's something that you really want to do, then have a serious conversation. Um, and not just like, you know, like, they stop tripping. Like, no, really, I would really like to have sex with another partner. And, you know, it, it kind of bothers me that we can't get past this. Mm. And if he's not willing to have that conversation, he, he is still operating from a colonized um, mentality that needs to be broken down 
far before y'all go to Hito. Right. You know, it's like, far before the trip to yeah, Jamaica, sis. There's, you know, gotcha. it, it needs to go, uh, you need a, a, a deeper level of work there. Right. So, you know, I, I haven't had that experience um, with King, but I have dated someone that was like, yeah, we can have like all the threesomes all in the, the world. All the threesomes, but only with women. Right. And it's just like, even it's it, as as someone who's bisexual, mm-hmm. I, I'll have threesomes from time to time, but that's not ideal. I would prefer right. a woman just with a woman mm-hmm. and a man mm-hmm. just with a man mm-hmm. or multiple men maybe but like yeah. I like the anatomy of a woman mm-hmm. just by itself and the intimacy that comes with being with a woman and then it's completely different um, mm-hmm. sexually that I have my interaction with, with okay. men mm-hmm. and so I actually like to keep those separate but as soon as they find out I like women it's like oh we gonna have Bring all the, all the women. oh we yeah. gonna have women all the time and I'm like no no, no yeah. I don't really want to you can have one like I mm-hmm. I you know I was dealing with 24-7 for seven years we had two wow. two threesomes in seven years okay and I picked the girls they were my friends. Um, they're still my friends. Um, nice. <laughs> but, um, because no, you picked them. You know, because I picked mm-hmm. them, you know, and they enjoyed themselves and we had a great time. And, you know, um, but no, I, again, I want to thank you guys. Check out jetsettingjasmine.com. Um, you guys can check. You guys are on tour. Goddamn more than us. We so. are. We are on the all- Kali Sutra tour. <laughs> all the information is that we're going to all the cities, all the countries, all okay. the lands. So if you guys want to learn more about, you know, um, Jet setting Jasmine performing live again. She does do things solo as well as with <laughs> King Noir. Um, check it out. The description's in the episode. Um, also, if you haven't yet become a patron, bitch, um, go to patreon.com backslash horrible decisions. Um, it is 18 and up which is why you can't just go to the Patreon platform and find us. We post porn, not our own porn, but we do have porn sleepers on there. Um, And then we give you guys three extra episodes per month. Also, it's the only place that has allowed you guys to get pre-sale tickets for the show. Um, We still have yet to announce New Orleans and Vegas. Listen, I ain't even going to hold you. It ain't me. Listen, it ain't me. Just know that. Y'all in my comments, it ain't me, bitch. Um... If anything, I am working my ass off to try to see if we can get something during Essence um, in New Orleans. But we doing New Orleans this year. Just know it ain't me. God damn it. We working on it. Um, Vegas as well. It's just venues. It's timing. It's a lot coming up, especially with the holidays in the summer. But we're still working on it. If you're sick of waiting, um, again, we have Charlotte. Um, oh, wait. Well, this week coming up. We have Charlotte. Well, no, that's next week. I'm sorry. My calendar is all, all, all fucked up. So we have Charlotte on March 4th. We have Orlando on March 7th. We have Atlanta on the 20th of March. By the way, if you guys are interested, thank you. Yes, Vincent, come through with the come through. If you guys are looking to come to the... Um, Atlanta show, there are a few tickets left. That may be our largest show. Um, there is less than 100 tickets left for that show on March 20th. Then on March 27th, we'll be in Toronto. Um, April 5th, we will be in the Bay area. And then we are wrapping it up right now in LA on April 9th. Um, so come out, check us out. That's at horribledecisions.com. Um, 
And yeah, y'all know, fuck with me. I got some new stuff coming out. Weezy has a lot of stuff coming out. I'm just excited that you guys have a lot of the space to bring on people like Jasmine to explain. Look, I'm learning with you guys. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, And again, this has been yet another episode of Horrible Decisions. Bye. Six. This is a, okay, let me read this slow. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and Mm -hmm. retain either the mind of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, the mind or body, which would you want? If you're 90 years old, you want the mind or the body of a 30-year-old? The body? Can you imagine how you'll sound? Bitch? She's fine as fuck. Like, I don't care. Like Even when I was like in my in my early 20s, I always had an old soul. Niggas thought I was older all the time. I think, I'm, nah, I'm going to pick the same. I'm My body, nigga, I'll be fucking at 90 still. Seven, do you have a secret hunch about how you'll die? I don't think about that. I think I'm going to die on an airplane. I do not think about... Um, it's so weird because honestly, I, I have little flashes, but it's weird because when I'm in a car, when I'm with somebody, like I won't, to me, honestly, it's why I don't, I, I'll hop out of my friend's cars. Do you cars. believe that your day, death date is like already written? No, I, I don't, you, I don't think about that. And I, I honestly want to get off this conversation. Okay. Well, I, I don't, think I'm going to die doing something adventurous. Like I think. The, the scariest way for me to die, in my opinion, would be like drowning. I'm terrified of that. I, it almost happened to me once. There was like someone, I was playing that chicken game. Whatever, what's it called? When you're on someone's shoulders. Isn't it chicken? chicken? Oh, well, she didn't realize that I was so deep under and I couldn't get up. And then her legs were wrapping around my neck. And I remember that feeling of almost passing out and drowning. And I would never want that to happen. But I do think when I die. I don't think about it. It's going to be like bungee. Go jumping. to the next question. This is real. Number eight. Nah. Three things you and your partner appear to have in common. So. You can answer this. I have. Me and you. This is. I was about to say, bitch, I ain't got no partner. This is 36 questions to love each other. That's how we're playing it. What do we have in common? I ain't going to lie. People listen to us. And I think now that we're three years in, they realize we don't have much in common. Outside of. We both love to travel. We both love to suck dick. And we. We both get our hair done with weave. Wait, we both love to travel. We both love. We both love our friends a lot. We love. We love our friends. We both like ethnic foods. I was gonna say we both like bougie things, but I you like do. ratchet shit. But you're I like a, bougie. You wearing a Louis Vuitton um, purse across oh, your neck, and you see, I got a Burberry jacket. But this is just now like things that I couldn't afford. Um, and I also used to, so the niggas that I've, when I talk about sugar daddies and stuff like that, all of the men that I've dealt with are those that won't buy me. They would never, they would never buy me tangible things. They would buy me things for school. They would pay for my bills. They would do things for my livelihood, but they're, they're not materialistic niggas. So now that, you know, they know I really don't need that money that way. If I do ask for something, it's like, oh, I want this. Right. And they're okay. Like, I'm waiting on these YSL shoes right now. So it's... With but the also, YSL I can, part? Yes. The that, pump. That's my Valentine's list. And that's that literally like, what I'm getting. Well, it, it's crazy because... So they have a boot version, an open toe version, right, and a pump version. The, so the boots are $1,700. The, and the other two are $9.95. So I was like, the boot is seasonal. Open toe is also seasonal because we live. I said the pump I could wear year round. I would get I more use I can't out walk of a pump. Pumps well, have you walked in those shoes by the way? Um, They're hard. 
Yeah, but see, even my um, I'll rock. even even my Louis Vuitton like um, so combat boots they said are uncomfortable. I, not I for asked me. for those, and yeah, she those was are, like listen. That's what I want. I know that you like shit like this, but that's kind of tacky. I was like, it's not tacky. He's like, listen, it's, it's not. too over the top. He's like, I don't care. No, it's not. Then you could dress it down, but you could wear that with cargo pants. I was like, I don't know why you feel like it's too much. He was like, I think it's too showy. He was like, I'll get you some wild SL shit, but it's not going to be all over it. And I'm like, then just buy me Steve Madden. I'm I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm one of those that didn't grow up with money. I don't have family members that have money. And to me, I don't believe in spending so much money on something. So I was talking to my homeboy about it. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to buy some, the monogram is going to be on it. Cause they going to know if right. it costs $1,200, they going to know. Cause they going to see it. I, I don't want just a leather, a I, black leather. Something. I felt like the no. YSL like heel was tasteful and not that much. Yeah. And he's like, no, he was like, real niggas know when you have a certain kind of, th-. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Bitches. I walk down the street with, well, actually, the YSL does have the very round front with a certain kind of thing. But anyway. Nah, bro. Okay. Nine is for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Ten, if you could change anything about the way ra- you were raised, what would it be? Eleven. Tell, take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. I think that's a good one too. Um, if you could wake up tomorrow morning having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? 